0: have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Welcome back to To Be Honest. Now let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. And let your worries go. And exhale out with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. A few years back now, I read a book authored by Gordon Livingston, M.D., Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. And soon after that book, he wrote another one, How to Love, Who Best to Love and How Best to love. Well, I think it is good timing for me to share some of the highlights of his book, How to Love, in this episode. And realistically, I'm sure I won't be able to cover them all in this episode. Uh, so most likely, I will invest in the next few weeks on this topic. So let's dive right in. I'm wondering if you have ever noticed quite a number of people tend to value freedom, such as the freedom of speech is definitely high on the list, freedom to travel whenever and wherever we like, until we experience COVID and that freedom to travel was seized from us until recently. So that's good news. Another one, of course, is the freedom to vote. When I speak freedom, I am referring to freedom of choice that describes an individual's opportunity and autonomy to perform an action selected, possibly, from at least two or more available options. Now, of course, I'm sure you remember when I say feelings come from thoughts, thoughts come from beliefs, and we have the power to choose our thoughts, to choose to act, to respond, or to react to conditions that we are not in control of. So if we are all on the same page regarding the freedom of choice, I'm sure you'll agree with Livingston in his book, and I quote, The choices we make, choices on which our happiness largely depends, involve judgments about the people we encounter as we travel through life. Whom can we trust? Who will bring out the best in us? Who will betray us? who will save us from ourselves? These judgments are important in direct proportion to the closeness of the relationship. If we are deceived by a salesperson, we have lost only money. But if we give our hearts to someone unworthy of the gift, we lose more than we can afford. We do not choose our families. We are fortunate if we spend our formative years with people who are reliable sources of affection, kindness, and self-control. Not all of us are this lucky, and so we frequently emerge into adulthood burdened by certain interpersonal habits and self-esteem deficits that we either overcome or pass on to a new generation of children. At some point as grown-ups, We learn that our behaviors define us more than any thoughts or feelings we might experience. In other words, we are what we do, and we begin to make choices about who we want to be and whom we want to be with. He went on to say, people change over time. It's the usual explanation for falling out of love with the person to whom we promised eternal fidelity. And who can deny it? We are not the people we were yesterday, much less who we were 10 or 20 years ago. And yet, how many of us change our fundamental beliefs and personalities as we age? It seems to me that there is a deeper problem in evaluating people and what they will become. We Are simply not trained to think in terms of constellations of character traits and what they imply in terms of both compatibility and future conduct. Speaking of personality traits. In my years of experience as a clinical counselor psychologist, I have found that the pitfalls, the main pitfalls of most of my clients encounter in their pursuit of loving a relationship, it's all in one word. And the word begins with T, truth, truth. More often than not, partners don't speak their truth or they don't want to see the truth or due to fear instead of authentic love. And the rest, they just don't know what the truth is. What I'm referring to is, of course, the truth about themselves and the people they are closest to. As a matter of fact, particularly for those who are not clear or know about their values, then they will be missing a blueprint and therefore navigating with faulty maps or no map at all of how the world And relationships work. Now, the good news is that to find out what your values are, you don't need therapy, coaching, maybe. Nevertheless, I strongly suggest that you spend some time and write down, not just in your head, but pen on paper, a list at least top 10 of your values. And then prioritize them from a number one being the most important value that you have and to examine each value, whether your action is in alignment with them. For instance, if your number one is honesty and yet you find yourself consistently tell lies or not speaking your truth, And that includes white lies as well. Then you really have to ask yourself, what is going on? Maybe that is not my value at all. Or there is something deeper under the surface that requires your truth. So far, I have been uh, talking about love from the perspective of psychology, the ego, and our brain. Maybe it's time to introduce you to the concept of love from the soul's point of view. After all, my work is about being in existence, in harmony with our mind, body, and soul. I believe Marianne Williamson has written it beautifully in her book, A Return to Love, and I quote, When we were born, we were programmed perfectly. We had a natural tendency to focus on love. Our imaginations were creative and flourishing, and we knew how to use them. We were connected to a world much richer than the one we connect to now, a world full of enchantment and a sense of the miraculous. So what happened? Why is it that we reached a certain age, looked around, and the enchantment was gone? Because we were taught to focus elsewhere. We were taught to think unnaturally. We were taught a very bad philosophy, a way of looking at the world that contradicts who we are. We were taught to think thoughts like competition, struggle, sickness, finite resources, limitation, guilt bad, death, scarcity, and loss. We began to think these things, and so we began to know them. We were taught that things like grades, being good enough, money, and doing things the right way are more important than love. We were taught that we are separate from other people, that we have to compete to get ahead, that we are not quite good enough the way we are. We were taught to see the world the way that others had come to see it. It's as though as soon as we got here, we were given a sleeping pill. The thinking of the world, which is not based on love, began pounding in our ears the moment we hit shore. Love is what we were born with. Fear is what we have learned here. The spiritual journey is the relinquishment or unlearning of fear and the acceptance of love back into our hearts. Love is the essential existential fact. It is our ultimate reality and our purpose on earth. To be consciously aware of it, to experience love in ourselves and others, is the meaning of life. Love isn't seen with the physical eyes or heard with physical ears. The physical senses can't perceive it is perceived through another kind of vision. Metaphysicians call it the third eye. Esoteric Christians call it the vision of the Holy Spirit. And others call it the higher self. Regardless of what it's called, love requires a different kind of seeing than we are used to. A different kind of knowing or thinking. Love is the intuitive knowledge of our hearts. It's a world beyond that we all secretly long for. An ancient memory of this love haunts all of us all the time and beckons us to return, Unquote. From the same book, A Return to Love, and I quote, Love isn't material, it's energy. It's the feeling in a room, a situation, a person. Money can't buy it. Sex doesn't guarantee it. It has nothing at all to do with the physical world, but it can be expressed nonetheless. We experience it as kindness, giving, mercy, compassion, peace, joy, acceptance, non-judgment, joining, and intimacy. Fear is our shared lovelessness, our individual and collective hells. It's a world that seems to press on us from within and without. Giving constant false testimony to the meaninglessness of love. When fear is expressed, we recognize it as anger, abuse, disease, pain, greed, addiction, selfishness, obsession, corruption, violence, and war. Love is within us. It cannot be destroyed, but can only be hidden. The world we knew as children is still buried within our minds. I once read a delightful book called The Mists of Avalon. The Mists of Avalon are a mythical allusion to the tales of King Arthur. Avalon is a magical island that is hidden behind huge, impenetrable mists. Unless the mists part, there is no way to navigate your way to the island. But unless you believe the island is there, the mists won't part. Avalon symbolizes a world beyond the world we see with our physical eyes. It represents a miraculous sense of things the enchanted realm that we knew as children. Our childlike self is the deepest level of our being. It is who we really are, and what is real doesn't go away. The truth doesn't stop being the truth just because we are not looking at it. Love merely becomes clouded over, or surrounded by mental mists. Avalon is the world we knew when we were still connected to our softness, our innocence, Our spirit is actually the same world we see now, but informed by love, interpreted gently with hope and faith and a sense of wonder. It's easily retrieved because perception is a choice. The mists part when we believe that Avalon is behind them, and that's what a miracle is, a parting of the mists, a shift in perception, a return to love." There you have it, my audience. Marianne Williamson believes that miracles happen every day, every time we choose to shift in our old perception and return to love. And love is our original true self. She also reveals how we each can become a miracle worker By making choices to express love in our daily lives, whether our psychic pain is in the area of relationships, career, or health. In her book, A Return to Love, she shows us how love is a potent force the key to inner peace, and how by practicing love, we can make our own lives more fulfilling while creating a more peaceful and loving world for our children. Let me now circle back to Livingston's book, How to Love. It mentions that we are faced with the elemental truth that we are entitled to receive only what we are prepared to give. And that is so true. Most of us eventually realize that the person of our dreams, even if we are lucky enough to find him or her, our romantic partner, that is, they will have their own needs and desires that we may or may not be able to satisfy This is why it is important to cultivate in ourselves those traits of character that we value in others. Remember, that's why it's so important to know your own values. So please do the value exercise that I recommend to you earlier. And given our human fallibility, the most important quality may turn out to be the ability to forgive. And I quote, For example, It is not evident to many people that the fundamental requirement for any satisfying relationship is a reciprocal ability to see the world as others see it, to be able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Once we recognize that empathy is a primary virtue on which our happiness depends, we can begin to develop an appreciation of this noble characteristic." Yes, the virtue of empathy is key to any deep, meaningful relationship. Livingston continues to say that this effort to develop an appreciation of empathy might be called becoming the person you long to love. All of life's most important searches, whether for material success, enlightenment, or the perfect partner, turn out to be journeys within. Yes, it's from the inside out and not outside in. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify and my website www.drbarbaraqiao.com dr b a r b dot o.com